Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. I am the terror that flaps in the night. I am the bug that splatters across the windshield of crime. I am Darkwing Duck, and I'm listening to the Canned Air Podcast. How about you? everyone and welcome to another episode of Candare, your tribute to pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. And I'm Randy Hardenbrook. And returning to the show this week, good friend of the show from Brian's House of Waffles, here to talk about his new job at Walt Disney World News Today, which I'm so excited to find out more about. He's been sending me stuff and I've been digging what I've seen. We welcome back four-time Emmy Award winning editor, artist, film critic, and cartoonist, Brian Erdy to the show. Brian, thanks for being back, man. Of course, gentlemen, it's so good to get the opportunity to hang out. It's always great hanging out with you. We always have a great time. So very excited for today's episode. And today's episode is themed all things Disney. You know, I mean, that's pretty much what's pretty much what Brian's new job is seemingly <laughs> all things Disney. So it's why not keep in the uh, theme. And typically with our retro roundtable, we kind of narrow it into like a favorite movie or a favorite character or something like that. But this is just very, very vague. Anything Disney goes in this conversation. So all I'm excited right. to see what you guys have. Um, and then after that, we're going to turn our attention over to Brian to find out more about his new job. But before we do anything, don't forget to find us on Twitter at CandairPod and on Instagram at Canned underscore Air. And if you like what we're doing, want to show some support, head over to uh, CandairPodcast.com. There's two ways you can do it. A merch tab gets you T-shirts, hats, mugs, stickers, uh, hoodies with the Candare logo and uh, artwork inspired uh, or Candare inspired artwork rather by Joshua Bellis as well as our uh, Patreon page. There's a link to that on there where for 5 to $10 a month gets you extra content that the normies aren't getting. What All is- the content. <laughs> There's a lot of it on there. <laughs> Quite a bit. What am I forgetting? So, and also, if, if you can't support us on Patreon, you know, however you're listening to us, leave us a like, uh, review. I mean, it helps so much. Mm-hmm. Um, also, huge shout out to evergreenpodcast.com, the uh, network we're a uh, part of, and so happy to be there. Yes, and we have our 500th episode coming up quickly. Yes, we were just talking yes. about that before we started. 500 episodes, 10 years of Insane. podcasting. Yeah, wow. and, and wow. whether you've been listening for two episodes or... 200 plus. I mean, we'd love to hear your feedback on, you know, what your mm-hmm. favorite episodes and kind of... Yeah, we'll, we'll include yeah. it in the episode, too. Oh, if yeah. you've got a favorite moment or something, let us know. We'll put it in the episode. So, uh, I think that's everything, unless you guys had anything else. No, I don't no. think so. Let's kick it off with this week's Retro Roundtable. All right. All things Disney. Jack, kick us off. So have you guys ever seen how Pixar includes like little Easter eggs like or references to like other Pixar movies? Yeah, like, like yeah. upcoming ones. So I came across one the other day that was kind of neat with uh, the, the Little Mermaid. And it has to do with, what was it, Tangled and Frozen, in which the parents from Frozen that died in on a ship or whatever, oh, they ended up yeah. dying. So they apparently were going to Rapunzel's wedding, I think, and on the way back ended up sinking. And in The Little Mermaid, when she's doing her first little song in the little alcove with the, what's it called? Oh, a fork. The thingamabobs. Yeah. So you look over and they show a ship and it's that ship. They were also talking about that that. There's like a theory that like that was also like Tarzan's parents. So like Tarzan is related to... Really? <laughs> Frozen? I don't know. It's There's a whole I don't like Disney. that story. I liked mine better. Disney's like, hey, we have a metaverse too. Yeah, really? Yeah. <laughs> when you brought up the Little Mermaid for a hot second, I thought you were going <laughs> to bring... Yeah, I thought you were going to bring up the penis <laughs> oh, in the castle. Okay. 
<laughs> I'm sure everyone here remembers that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, Brian. It sounded like you were about to say something. Oh, I was just going to make a, a remark. Uh, parental death in a Disney cartoon? That's that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen that before in any other movie. No, right. no, no. It's, it's, it's new territory for them. Yeah. Uh, what about, no, Bambi? Yeah. Bambi. Yeah. First five minutes of the movie, Bambi's mom dies. Yeah. Bambi, yeah. Tarzan. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Up, that's, yeah. that, Up's know. wife. Up's wife. I don't know. <laughs> Hasner's wife. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. But All right, Brian, how about you, sir? Um, can, can I do a bit of an origin story? You can do whatever sure. you want. Does it have to do awesome. with Disney? <laughs> <laughs> so um, my Disney origin story, and one of the reasons I'm kind of obsessed with the, the company and the products and just all of it, uh, stemmed from uh, when I was five years old. And my parents, we were leaving Columbus to go visit my grandparents in um, Florida. So we leave Columbus and we get about halfway and we decide to stop for uh, dinner and get a hotel. And ironically, we stop in Atlanta, Georgia, which is where I currently live now. Right. Mm -hmm. So after dinner, my my dad notices that there's a movie theater behind the, uh, the restaurant. And he says to my mom, let's take BJ to a movie. Uh, I'd never seen a movie before. And, and yes, my childhood nickname was BJ. Um <laughs> Which, which was fine till about the fourth grade. Um, <laughs> I was going to ask how you got that name, but then I stopped myself. Maybe I don't. <laughs> yeah, when, when you're my older brother named me that, I'm Brian Joseph. So, of course, I see. He, he's 15 years old and thinks he's hysterical and says, let's call him BJ. <laughs> so, I had never been to a movie before. Five years old, I have no idea what's going on. And we walk over to the theater, and it's this beautiful 1920s-style Art Deco theater. Nice. And up on the marquee, it says Walt Disney's Robin Hood. Oh, wow. And I'm like, I have, like I said, I have no idea what's going on. But we, but we walk into this theater, and it is, I mean, it's 1973. It is, a, it's a real movie theater red velvet ropes, red carpet, real popcorn uh, or real butter on on the popcorn. Nice. The smell was amazing. And, and we get our drinks and we get some popcorn and then we go into this theater, which is a massive theater with red velvet seats and walls and curtains. And, and the movie starts and it it's not like today. The, it started with two sets of curtains opening. The first one raised up and then the second set of curtains opened from the middle. I mean, this is wow. like, yeah. It's and, like an old and, vaudeville and, theater. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and again, I, I, I have no idea what any of this is about and it starts. And, uh, my sweet mother told this story a thousand times. So anybody who's listening, who knows me has probably heard this story, but 90 minutes go by lights come up and, uh, my dad looks down at me and he goes, so what'd you think beach? And I'm just, my brain has gone, and I was like, can we see it again? And that wasn't, they, they laughed about it. And on, on the way out of the lobby, they bought me a, uh, they had these Robin Hood activity books, okay? So the trip to Florida was spent me devouring this thing. And we get to Florida, and we're hanging out with my grandparents, and my dad drops another one. He goes, let's take BJ to Disney World. So we go to Disney World, and, and if you guys are familiar with the entrance of Disney World, you have to go through that little tunnel right. to get to Main Street. I come through Main Street uh, or come through the tunnel, and as soon as I get onto Main Street, the first character that I see, costume character, is Robin Hood. Oh, <laughs> man. And it just completely I, – I was obsessed. And and wrapping up, the, the great thing – about Disney movies and my family was my, my, I didn't get to go to a lot of movies as a kid, which is why I'm obsessed with them now. Right. But when we did, it was always a Disney movie, family friendly, strongest man in the world, Herbie movies, all of that stuff. And that mm. was just, that's what we saw. So that's where my uh, little obsession came about. That's really cool though. You got to see that movie in the theater. It was your first 
and go to Disneyland like or Disney World right after and see the wow. Yep. You know, it's funny. I'm just going to kind of bleed this into what I was going to say next was, you know, I was going to ask what everyone's first Disney movie was. That yeah. one was my first, too. Nice. We, ha we had it on um, VHS, like it had been recorded off the television, right when the VCR was like new and high tech, you know. And I watched that thing over and over. That movie was so freaking good. Have you guys oh, seen yeah. it? Oh, yeah. I love that movie. Uh, Robin Hood and Little John walking through the forest. It might be catchy, yeah, man. my it's first catchy. one also. As far as I can remember, that was probably the first one that I ever saw. Because I never saw, like, Bambi, Snow White, Cinderella, all those. You've never seen ones. Bambi? No. You've never seen it? Nope. Wow. No, okay. Because I mean, it's too late now. The, I think probably I it never went to the theaters, and then it, movies were always real hard. They were always what like rotated out for VHS. Yeah, it was really hard to get some Disney movies. Yeah, The Vault. Yeah, yeah. the only time uh, we ever got Disney movies was at Christmas when they would release whichever one from The Vault for yep. a oh, special yeah, limited yeah. time this yeah. special this holiday season. You know. But, uh, yeah, what was your first one, Randy? The first, I know my first one, and I was like two or three because my mom always tells me about it, was The Little Mermaid because I like freaked out like with Ursula. <laughs> <laughs> it was the drive-in she had to leave. But the one I remember was <laughs> Rescuers Down Under. That was the one I remember seeing in the theaters. Okay. I had the 45 and read-along book on that one, and that one creeped me out because the villain, she was freaky. And I've never seen that film. Good. Which one? The little rescuers down rescuers. under. Well, the the one the down under one was the that one, was the second one. Second one, yeah. yeah you're talking right. about the first one. The first with the, rescuers. Uh, yeah, the chick with the red hair and the like the real fucked she's up face. She's real gray. Yeah. 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 She's 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 creepy. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Stupid alligators. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I, I yeah. think I remember who you're talking about. The Little Mermaid, though. Damn, what a boom that was yeah. at the time. That movie was so. Huge and yeah. ironically, here we are talking right when this uh, new the live action, action ones yeah. come out. I haven't heard. I, I keep seeing mixed things online. You know how some people are like, "Oh, you know, that's doing exactly what they hoped it would," and then other websites are like, uh, "Yet another fail from Disney." Like, <laughs> yeah. have you guys heard how it's doing? I, I don't. It's know. doing great. Uh, the the box office is astronomical. It's, it's doing fantastic. Is it out now? Yeah, yeah, it's been out for a week or two, right? I know. Yeah. I, I was seeing something about China not getting good numbers or something like that, but I mean, so what? <laughs> well said, Jack. But <laughs> you know, to your point about the Little Mermaid and and the impact that it had when it was released. Oh yeah, it's also worth noting Disney was in desperate straits when that movie came out. Yeah, they hadn't had it in years. They were considered passe, and it was kind of, I don't want to say it was a last-ditch effort, but uh, Roy Disney, you know, made it possible to, to get some creative people who really bought into, let's, let's, let's have another go. And it launched the second age of Disney animation, followed mm -hmm. by Aladdin and Beauty and the Beast and Mulan yeah. and all of those classic stuff. I mean, what, what, what an amazing 10 years between 89 and you know, 99 with those movies that came out. Yeah. I bet you I still have stuff recorded on VHS somewhere that has Little Mermaid trailers in it. Like, I, I, I remember seeing those commercials yeah. so vividly, and I think it's because it was, again, recorded between something I had recorded on VHS, but <laughs> it was big, yeah, no doubt. Has everybody already gone? What no, about I, you, Randy? I haven't gone yet. Um, one of my favorite Disney things until I became a parent was uh, the Disney store. I remember oh. like going to it at the mall, and it, it just used to be so fun, and just there was so much there. If you liked any Disney character, it was freaking there. Mm -hmm. And then <laughs> didn't realize how expensive shit was until you were yeah. a parent, and you <laughs> yeah. take your kids there, and they want like this little stuffed animal that's like 30 fucking bucks. Sure. <laughs> I remember when the Disney store opened up in the mall where I grew up in Youngstown, and I was like, ooh, a Disney store. Went there, and I was pretty disappointed because there wasn't really – I don't know. It depends on how old you are. Like the yeah. first time I went to a Disney store, I was already too, I was too old to be like, you know, still loving Aladdin and shit. So <laughs> like when you walked in, at least the one I had gone to, I think it was in Dayton, there was just like a big pit of like stuffed animals. There was yeah. a movie playing on a big screen and it was just seemed mainly market. Baby clothes. Yeah. 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 But I know that um, in the past, uh, 
what, five to ten years? Because there still are Disney stores out there, right, I think Brian? So. Just not around There's here? There's a or? few. They've, been, they've pretty much been been phased out. Um, yeah. Under the Bob Jacob, uh, Jacob era, uh, they, they, just, they just dried up. After they acquired Star Wars, I remember there was you could get only like these exclusive like figures through the metal, them. the diecast metal figures. Yeah, oh, there it yeah. is. Yeah, they were expensive, yeah. and they had like a metal sheen to them. They look cool, but mm-hmm. you know, I never yeah. had the chance to actually hold one. I just remember like <laughs> during the whole Beanie Baby craze, like they had like the Disney Beanie Babies, and those were like like the it thing, like trying to find like all the. Did you buy characters. them? I think I got a couple of them, or my parents or my grandparents got. Me or my brother. I don't know. We ended up with a few of them. So you were getting Beanie Babies, Bleeny Mornings, and Disney Beanies. (laughs) Yeah, something like that. (laughs) You had had an obsession. Uh, oh yeah. What were those really called? The Bleeny Blarnies. The Meanies. Meanies. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's that's a joke from a past episode that everyone's probably that's, like not having a clue what we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. But. I think that might have been a Patreon episode because that was like Randy's grab bag. Or yeah. Something. Randy brought in a bunch of shit he was trying to get rid of, and me being a pack rat, I was like, yeah, bring it on <laughs> I'll over. Take it. Here, so we were going through the bag on the episode, and we pulled out these generic beanie baby looking things, and we couldn't remember what they were called, so we just called them Bleeny Blarnies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a way better name than Meanies, if you ask me. Where's my fucking paycheck? <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, so my um, my pick's a little bit different here. <laughs> so I went and found a list of things, and this all spurs from what Brooke told me over the weekend. We were we went to the zoo, and we were walking around, and you know we just were in Disney like a month or two ago. We were talking about the trip while we were at the zoo, and she goes, you know, I heard some weird fact, and this might be common knowledge for you, Brian, but if somebody dies in the theme park, they do not call the time of death until the body has been removed from the property. That way there are no deaths at Disney. Have you heard that? I have. Um, it's. Uh, we, I think we did an article in the past listing like the 10 10- – you know, myths about Disney World, you know, is it true? Is it not? And uh, even at work, it's debated as to whether or not that's true. Because if you look, I mean, you never hear about a death at Disney. Never. Right. Well, I mean, you're about to. I've heard some. (laughs) Because I've got a whole list here of incidences at Walt Disney World and um, listed by park here. Can I guess a couple of these? Because I might know a few. I don't have them them memorized. I'm just going to ask you, pick a park and we'll see what happens. I know at one of them, there was a a girl that got crushed. There was like a moving stage for, I think, the U.S., like the tour of the U.S. That was on a cruise, I think. That was a Disney cruise, maybe. Oh, I thought it was at the park, like one of the... Well, I, the one I had heard had happened on a cruise, but okay. it could have happened multiple times. We're like the Maybe. rotating stage, and yeah, like she, she got, got caught, caught in the between, gears, and yeah. she was screaming, but yeah. the audience thought it was part of the show. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's horrible. And then I think there was another one where a guy tried to break in and like got hit by the monorail or something. One I did read about the monorail was there's, there's uh, the monorail, there was a, ooh, sorry, let me find it really quick here. <laughs> Man, this episode just got dark. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's just kind of the touch I tend to bring sometimes. I love it. There was a failed track switchover between the monorails. Oh. And so one monorail was stopped on the track, I think dropping people off or about to pick up, and the other uh, monorail came up behind it and smashed straight into the back of it and killed the driver. Jesus. That's that's <laughs> crazy, isn't it? That's insane. Something that's- about uh, alligators attacking somebody. I don't – well, I don't know if – Anyone died about it, but they might have got bit because they were no, there was, people were out swimming where they shouldn't be. No, there was an incident um, a couple of years ago at the Grand Floridian where a two or three year old was waiting. Um, you know, there's an area and they have signs, no swimming, but he was just dipping his toes in the in the mm-hmm. water by the edge yeah, of the lake and, a, and an alligator got him. Yeah, maybe well, that's what like got his then. toes or got him. Got him. Got yeah, it he he didn't survive. Wow. I mean, it, yeah, it was it was big news for a while. That might have been the story because it was a couple of years ago. I remember hearing about it on the radio. Yeah, if you look at the Disney resorts now, uh, the measures that they've put into place with gates and netting and everything to to prevent oh, yeah. that from happening is very noticeable. 
It's like just recently when that great big, I think this might have been in California. I don't think this was in Florida, but the, the big dragon head from the Fantasia <laughs> show caught fire. Like it went right. up like that. That's crazy. <laughs> and like it's funny because you hear the audience going, oh, well, there it goes. And like Mickey, <laughs> he must be magic because he fucking was gone. He disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, obviously if you're wearing a ma ma uh, mascot outfit like that, you probably don't want to stick around a big yeah. open flame. Yeah, it's probably definitely. not a great idea. <laughs> permanently be wearing it melted on your head here's one in 2004 <clears throat> february 11th of 2004 a 38 year old cast member dressed as pluto who had worked at the park for eight years died at the magic kingdom when he was run over by the beauty and the beast float i don't know why i'm laughing in the share a dream come true parade hard not to laugh <laughs> <laughs> If, look, if you're a cast member and you've lived and you've worked for eight years, isn't that kind of the, the glorious way to go out? Is to be dressed by Pluto and get run over by the Beauty and the Beast float? <laughs> That's true. I mean, I think people probably give it less credence than actually watching a human die. Oh, dog, another dog guy. Yeah, really. <laughs> be our guest. The, the, be our guest. <laughs> the only Disney dog that barks and doesn't talk. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there's that. A lot of these things I'm finding are things where, uh, like, old old dudes with heart conditions are getting on rides, and then that after they, they get off have. the ride, they fall over dead, and it's no fault of Disney. You know what I mean? I think it might be more yeah. of an urban legend, and I'm not trying to hijack you, Jeremy. I'm sorry, but oh, I'd always heard that people, like, secretly, like, dumped ashes in the um, yeah uh, the, uh, well, the, the, fountain or... the Haunted Mansion ride. Like, people, like, put... But their ashes, it. I've I've heard it all over the yeah, park. Okay. I've heard people like put it in like in the, the like the moat around the castle. Oh, okay. We'll dump like the relatives' ashes or in the haunt. That would be the place I'd yeah. say to probably do it <laughs> if I want to hunt anywhere. The haunted. Mansion. How about the coolest haunted place yeah. in oh, this yeah. side of the country? Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> now, Brian, have you been to Disneyland too? I have. What uh, as far I know the exterior of the haunted mansions are um, different. How about the interior, or like the ride itself? Is there big variations? Is it like a completely different ride with a few familiar things, or is it verbatim like the same thing? Now, if if my if my bosses at WDW News today were to fact check me, I'm probably going to get obliterated here. But I'm I'm fairly familiar with the history of the haunted mansion, and what they did was they built two of the haunted mansions. One for Disneyland, and then they had all the pieces ready to go for the soon-to-be-open Disney World. Mm. So the exteriors are different, but the interiors of the ride are almost identical. And the only okay. time that gets switched up is uh, when they re-theme it for uh, Halloween, and they incorporate the Nightmare Before Christmas stuff. Oh, that's, mm. that's right. Hmm. You know, it's just now dawning on me, too, that you said that you went to Disney World with your family in 1973. Didn't didn't mm -hmm. that park open in, what, 71? Yeah. So, wow, you were there that, like, year two. Do you remember a lot about it, like how, how much it's changed and everything? I do. The, the thing that I remember the most is, you know, if you see a character at a park, there's ropes and 45 people or more an hour wait, a professional photographer that you can pay to get your picture taken. Back in 73, man, you'd have two people in line to meet Mickey Mouse. And hmm. it was just, and the, and the other thing I remember is the tickets. You actually had, do you, uh, you've heard about like E-tickets and uh, A-tickets, B-tickets, C-tickets. They had all the rides based on how good they were, like crappy rides, like Peter Pan's flight was an A-ticket. But an e-ticket was Space Mountain. So you had to be okay. careful which tickets that you used on what. And, you know, that was, uh, uh, for me, I, I just, I remember, oh, e-tickets. What, 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 what ride are we going to ride on the e-tickets? So that was a big deal. But it was so much less congested, and um, it just felt bigger. But, but again, I was five. Sure. One, one of the things I read uh, is that opening day, the general admission cost for an adult. Anybody want to take a guess? Oh, for opening day in seventy-one. Yeah, twenty bucks. Try keep going. Ten. Brian, I seven fifty. Three fifty. 
Jeez. Man. Oh, my God. Three, so it's like a thousand million percent 50. difference. Yeah, now. you're not going to blame that shit on inflation, <laughs> man. <laughs> that's inflation mixed with some greed, but... Yeah. That's, shit, that's you a know bottle what you of water get now. for $3.50 at Disney World now? Nothing. 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 <laughs> <laughs> not a damn thing. A park map. No, uh, the, well, to luckily you get those free. Just to follow up real quick, with uh talked about the differences between one of the things that I, I, I miss, they they used to have a uh, 20,000 leagues under the sea ride. Yes. And you actually mm. got into a submarine and you were underwater. There's giant, you know, octopuses. And I mean, it was crazy intense, especially for a kid. But I was really sad when that went away. They took it completely out of Florida. I think it still remains in... Um... Disneyland, but it's been uh, repurposed as a Finding Nemo ride. Right. But you're right, man. That thing, I never got to ride it, but I've watched uh, documentaries of it and how freaking cool it was. And in the opening uh, years, I don't think they continued to do this, but, you know, like you said, there was an octopus underwater that, you know, was kind of made of a material that would move with the water. So it looked like it was alive. But sure. at one point, they had paid cast members, uh, women dressed as mermaids. Who would go up, get air, and then go underwater and sit on a rock and like brush their hair when so the submarine could come by, they could like touch the window and wave at the people inside. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. That, that is... would be awesome to see. There'd be that's a that'd be a huge thing right now, I think. Oh, it's it's really cool. It's a cool thing how they uh yeah, I wonder if they'll do that with uh with Little Mermaid being mm -hmm. relevant again. But um the submarine just it never i don't think it fully goes under it goes underwater to where just the top of it is cresting the top like of the water one at, uh, down at kosai where you just it goes underwater. oh yeah, yeah. I, I yeah but as they're like submerging it they do this like uh air bubble effect where they're yeah. shooting air bubbles up past the window so it looks like you're diving really really mm, deep gotcha. you know what i mean yeah yeah i wish now, they if you want to if you want to experience that there is still one park, Disney Park, that has a, a robust uh, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea ride. And it's in, I believe, uh, Disney in Japan. Tokyo. Okay. Road trip. Tokyo, yeah. <laughs> if I can't get your ass to the movies, I'm not. you're not going to get you to Tokyo. <laughs> you know, one thing that's kind of disappointing that Disney has just recently done is that uh, Space Cruiser Hotel that they just built. They're, yeah, they're closing it. Oh, I know. And Brian actually sent over a video. I'll have to show you guys. I forgot to show you guys before we started. He sent over a video he did for uh, the Disney World News today about. <laughs> Should I say it, or do you, you want to tell him? <laughs> Why don't you tell him? It's your video. So part of my new job, we 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 do a we do a weekly live sort of comedy talk show. And we just savage. I mean, I, we do parodies and all sorts of stuff. And I, I'm sort of like the commercial parody guy. We were talking about the Star Cruise. It's like, okay, how do we have some fun with this? And somebody suggested, you know, after they clear all of that out, what are they going to put inside of it? So taking on the idea from Mel Brooks of perhaps it's better to be a flop and it'll actually be successful uh, I did a commercial for Spaceballs, the hotel. Oh, <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> oh. I'll have to show it to you guys. Yeah, you will. <laughs> Maybe we can link it. Can we link it with this? Is that okay? This episode? Sure. Okay. Oh, yeah. Sweet. yeah my bosses will have no problems with uh, additional coverage. Okay. Yeah. It's a rare occasion you find someone that doesn't want promotion, but <laughs> you never know. Everyone's different. Speaking of rides, and was it's a small world. That was Disney, wasn't it? Or was that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is that still around? Yeah. Yeah, it's still there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, we, we went... The the first day we were there, that Monday, we got the the night passes. We were there okay. from like, I don't, can't remember what, 9 to 1, I think, in the morning. So we just got to have run free run of the park, and we, we did that. I, it was something that I'd seen in years I'd been there past, but I was like, yeah, I don't want to do that. But Brooke was like, let's do the small world. <laughs> now, typically when you do rides, like it's a water ride, okay? Yeah. And typically they like turn the lights or direct the lights in a way to where you can't see past the set. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. 
Like they'll paint the roof of the building black so you can't so see it. So the full anything. immersion effect. Not on this one. <laughs> it's like you were taking a boat ride through a Walmart or something. <laughs> it was. Um, I, and I, I couldn't even look at what was around me because I just kept looking up thinking like, okay, the inside of this just looks like a normal building, yet I'm in a pond. How's this working? You know? but, Nobody rides this ride anymore. We're not going to worry about that. It was it was almost a little creepy, that ride. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it was the same song the entire time. It never once diverted from that song except for going into different languages, you know. But by the time it was over, I was just like, oh, I'm really good on that. <laughs> I don't need to do that again before I die. You want to have some fun. Um, be on a, uh, It's a Small World when it, um, when it breaks. <laughs> which has happened to me we were we were there for 40 minutes just sitting there with i, I think oh it was God. we were in the the area of germany and we just heard the german lyrics of its small world for 40 oh, no. minutes oh my god <laughs> next thing you know brian's floating <laughs> back up in the <laughs> that's about where i was going to be some of the some of the attraction some of the little kids were broken down or only had one arm or some kind of a thing. Some of them were pretty damn creepy. I pointed out a few to Brooke. I was like, that looks like Chucky. That looks like Chucky. And he would fit right in there. He would fit right in. But Sitting all right. there during Halloween or something. He just peeks around the corner. <laughs> oh, God. I will kill you after all. All right. Does anybody else have anything they wanted to add before we moved on to this uh, Disney free-for-all conversation? I don't think so. Nope. No? One day I'll get to go there. Yes, you will. (laughs) We're all going to go. And uh, we're going to jump to a quick commercial break, and we come back. We're going to be talking with Brian and uh, all about Walt Disney World news today. So stick around. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. All right, we are back from commercial and once again joined by Brian Erty. Brian, thank you again so much for being here, dude. Hope you're having a great time. It's always great to have you. I'm having a blast, and and I I have to issue a correction for something that you mentioned. Uh, my the, my new job is not Walt Disney World News Today. It's WDW News Today. I was during my interview for the job. I was uh, I was forcibly told. Uh, we are not Walt Disney World News today. We're WDW, which has no connection with Disney, so that we don't get sued. Oh, oh okay. the old cover the ass policy. I got it. <laughs> yep. yep. I'm sorry. I will just cross that out and make sure. <laughs> no, I it's say all. It it's, right. Hey, I made the same mistake too. Well, I mean, you know, that would probably explain why I was having a little bit of trouble at times when I would type it completely out in Google. Yeah, I mean, we don't need to get on Disney's radar any more no, than we already are from Jack's <laughs> uh, Clone Wars printing stuff. <laughs> but, all right. Well, Brian, uh, again, great to have you here and very excited to hear about everything you've been up to lately because it sounds pretty incredible and sounds like it's like a dream come true uh, kind of a job for you being so in love with Disney already the way it is. Uh, tell us a little bit about it and what you're doing. Well, let me give you a little background. Uh, so I got laid off in November. I was is that with what Cox happened? Media Group. Yeah, I was with uh, Cox Media Group for 15 years and um, got laid off, my whole team. And wow. I was, uh, I mean, 15 years, I, it was a shock. And it's like, you know, what am I going to do? And they, they had given us a two-week notice. But during that two-week time period, I had former colleagues of mine reach out and be like, come to Chicago. We'll make in a, we'll make in a, in a, a news EP. Come work for Next Star. Come to New York. And I was very, very thankful and, and told them so. But I was like, absolutely not. 
I've spent 25 years in news. I'm sick of mass shootings. I'm sick of yeah. Trump and Biden and, and gun violence. I'm done. I want to do something fun and happy. <laughs> uh, preferably, I would love to do House of Waffles stuff for the rest of my life, but I don't necessarily know how feasible that would be. So um, I had a coworker who's a fellow Disney fanatic. As soon as we found out we were laying off, she goes, there's this place called WDW News Today, and they're looking for a video editor and a graphic artist. But, and this is why I thought of you, she showed me the uh, the advertisement, and it was like, we are looking for someone who has a understanding of comedic timing. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to get this job. Yeah. And I put together a little de- – I filled out the application, I, and I put together a two-minute demo of all of my Disney press junkets that I've done. Pirates of the Caribbean, Cars. I've done, You've done like lot. 50 Disney press junkets. And I, I was like, let me pick out all the parts where I'm funny and charming. And I cut it together. <laughs> <laughs> two-minute video. And I sent it off. And – Two days later, um, a guy named Eric reaches out to me because we're very interested in talking with you. It's like, great. And uh, and it's, uh, it's like, you know, we'll reach out when we're ready. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to sit around and hope they call back. I got on their website and they do food reviews, product reviews, park coverage. They cover everything. It's a staff of 30 people and they are hardcore. If there is a new Bavarian pretzel in Frontierland, they do a 10-minute video on it. They don't mess around. Jeez. I've kind of noticed that looking at the YouTube page. Yeah, they're very thorough. And I, I thought, okay, well, what can I do? Uh, and I, I, I said, well, let's do a product review. I'd just gotten an action figure, this deluxe uh, Robin Hood, ironically, action figure. And um, so I said, well, let's, let's look at how they do um, their product reviews. And it has an open and a close. All of their content has the same open and close. And um, so I downloaded that. And when I watched the video, they were reviewing a Spider-Man web shooter. And it was literally some girl in a driveway playing with this web shooter thing. And I was like, what is this? So I take the Disney Robin Hood figure and I uh, get out my light box. And I do narration. I do beautiful photography of it. I do like a little four-minute lovely video that shows what a product review could look like. Sure. And I sent that off to them. And the very next day, they're like, okay, let's let's talk. So they set up an interview. And gentlemen, I have an interview for a job in 15 years, okay? <laughs> I am yeah. nervous. I'm a mess. And it wasn't it wasn't a very good interview. Uh, we talked for an hour. And, and, and it was myself and this guy named Eric and the big guy, uh, the company founder, his name is Tom Corliss. He didn't say anything. And I'm not being funny. I'm not being charming. And I just, I feel like I kind of have to throw a Hail Mary here and figure something out. And when they asked me about the Robin Hood product demo, they were, we were talking about it. And I was, uh, I was like, I don't know if you guys noticed this or not, but when I sent the link to you on Vimeo, it did a little subtitle of everything that I was saying. And instead of saying, I'm Brian Erty with Walt Disney World News today, which is when he corrected me. Instead of saying, I'm Brian Erty, the subtitle says, I'm bright nerdy. <laughs> <laughs> and I finally got a laugh. And, and I was like, okay. I said, can I, I know we're wrapping up. Can I send you guys some samples of some of the funny stuff that I do? And they're like, sure. So I sent them a dozen Disney-themed House of Waffles cartoons. Oh, and I was nice. hired. I was hired in 24 hours. So I sent them a. I sent them up bad ideas for Disney products, and it was the Walt Disney frozen and carbonite popcorn bucket, and they freaked out. <laughs> Understandably, man, we have experience with House of Waffles, and that's some funny <laughs> shit, man. That's some good stuff. So it is no wonder at all. Now, I got to ask you, too, because, well, let me really quick. Let me first comment before we move on on that. There was you sent me the two minute video of kind of some of the stuff you've been doing for um, WDW News Today. Excuse, I got it right that time. <laughs> uh, but you know, looking through there, I think the one I had texted you about was about the 50th anniversary stamp. Yeah, 
which for people who don't know is a what was it, Brian? If you if you're unable to get your hands on authentic like 50th anniversary merchandise, you can get this stamp and make anything. <laughs> 50th. <laughs> what it what it was was we were pitching ideas. Again, we always do a comedy commercial, and nobody could come up with anything. And they were and and, and technically, it's the Disney 100 uh, Disney 100 line of products. The 100. And, excuse me. Oh no, it's fine. And and nobody could nobody could quite crack how we were going to do this. And I was like, what if we could make everything an officially licensed Disney collectible? What about the Disney 100 product generator? <laughs> you know, you have a pair of shoes that you haven't worn in 10 years, but won't throw it out. And then I have this rubber stamp come and go, Sniggle. and it stamps it. And it's like, now it's an officially licensed Disney collectible. <laughs> and I, I go, I go through like all these different things that you can make a licensed collectible. That there, there was, um, there was some weirdo leaving nude photos around some of the Disney hotels, and so I incorporated. Did you find an inappropriate photo at a Disney hotel? Uh, don't be offended. Now it's officially licensed keepsake. You have it for years. I wrapped up the commercial. I always, always, I always hold something special for the money shot. And I show this picture of a little kid <clears throat> with mouse ears. And it was like, <clears throat> you know, don't give Timmy boring mouse ears for his birthday. And then the rubber stamp comes in and goes on his forehead. Now Timmy is an officially licensed Disney <laughs> So to be able to do stuff like that, the, the creative freedom to do stuff like that, come on. Are you kidding? It's, oh, yeah. it's a blast. It is straight up your alley. They remind me of uh, like SNL commercials, except they're funny. <laughs> okay, they're real funny. It's like House of Waffles meets that kind of medium. Okay. I mean, okay. I told him because I was trying to like look through that video and like pick out like you know where and maybe everything in that video is your work, but I was looking for that signature that we already kind of knew. You know, the House of Waffles signature, and holy shit, man, it was just radiating. <laughs> like that's, that's it. That's it. It was so good. So is this exclusively then Walt Disney World, or is it going to include Disney altogether? Like, is there a possibility of uh, covering, like, Tokyo Park? We cover every park. We cover Universal Parks. Um, oh, wow. And we um, uh, are just starting to morph into covering, I think the game is called Lakana. Or Lorcana. It's a it's a Disney trading card game that's getting ready to come out, and um, we're verging into that. And we, I mean, we have all we're on all the social media channels: TikTok, um, Facebook. You know, we have a website. Um, we do a daily news show, a twenty minute daily news show that talks about everything going on at the parks. We have a section that does movie reviews. I spend a lot of time cutting together food reviews because, like Epcot, is you know it's the Flower and Garden Festival, and they have a whole new slew yes. of foods. And our team, you have to understand, we have 30 people on our team. And if you're not remote like me, if you're actually in Orlando, they spend all day at the parks. The reporters taking pictures, sampling food, all of that stuff comes back, and we get it uploaded. In my case, if it's video-related, I will cut it uh, to our specifications and get it get it turned around. It's uh, – they they don't mess around. They are super super hardcore, and um, yeah, it's 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 a pretty amazing train that they have running. Hmm. Sure. Where are they based out of? Where's the headquarters at? Where are they? Celebration, Florida, which is right. Wow. Okay. Two minutes. Two It's two minutes from the parks, and they have a they have a studio there. I got to meet my team for the first time a couple weeks ago. They had a big employee event, and um, it, it's it's interesting that. They have an entire studio. I told you about the live show that they do. Um, this is a well-produced live show that we air every Thursday night. And walking into the studio for the first time, you know, I've seen the live show. I've created content for it. But I, I, I walked in and I was like, this is – I've worked at plenty of production houses. This has put a few production local production houses to shame. It's uh, – wow, they, really? they, they know what they're doing. It's good stuff. That's awesome. Isn't Celebration like the Disney town? Like the, like isn't there like a long waiting list to get into Celebration? Or, or is that what you said? Is that what it was called? Yeah, Celebration of Florida. I don't exactly know what it is because it was just recently established, and it's 
there, yet you're right about there's a high demand and it just shows you the the kind of resources that they have to be able to secure you know like what is almost literally a television studio in celebration florida um for you know our disney uh blogging that we do it's it's pretty amazing what a job to have to go to disneyland or yeah, disney I know, right? world every day no shit and just talk about the fun you had oh yeah <laughs> like what a, what a grand <laughs> grand job um one thing I wanted to ask you about was when you sent that clip uh, of stuff you've done versus some of the stuff I saw online, your stuff, again, was more toward the comedic angle. But I feel like in the background, and maybe my ser- memory doesn't serve me correctly, but it said WDW News Tonight. Is there like a night show kind of thing they do, too? That's the that's the Thursday night comedy show. That's the OK. Got you. And uh, WDW News Today is the daily shows that we do. We do as we do. If, it's usually fifteen or twenty minutes. Like on Mondays, they do Disneyland. Uh, Tuesdays, they do Disney World. Um, Wednesdays, they do Universal. And um, they save Thursdays for doing our live show, which which <laughs> which is a blast. And they do some stuff that. Okay, l- let me let me paint a picture. There's a lot of Disney bloggers. Okay. Right. And there's a lot of Disney bloggers who will do and say anything to get invited to their little press events so that they can see Tron light cycle run early and get a cupcake. We accept nothing from from Disney, which gives us the ability to say whatever we want. And oh, the, the owner, Tom Corliss, has very strong opinions about stuff. And I'll share with you a story about uh, It's a Small World. And the, and, and the kind of, I, I hate to say clout, but Disney pays attention to what we do. They're not always happy with us, but they pay attention to what we do because we reported that the boats in It's a Small World had this gross black coating of, of gunk that was building up and it was just disgusting to look at. Like from where hands have been touching? Later. or I'm sorry? From like where the water was hitting the side of the boat or from where like people's hands have been touching, like getting in? Probably or? all of it. Probably like all of it. And I saw growing. the pictures. It, it, it was gross. And it, and we reported about it. Tom talked about it on our daily show. And within 48 hours, they had crews in there uh, power blasting all of the boats. It's amazing. Wow. Mm. The power of the press, man. That is incredible. You won't get that from those bloggers that receive gifts. No. <laughs> they get their cupcake and run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the only bad side of the fact that we accept nothing from Disney is I came on board with, uh, with some credentials and with some, with some experience and they, and they put me right to work, but I, I was hoping they would let me, uh, do press junkets for them because I have a relationship with the studios, but, uh, that, that none of that happens because again, they don't want to be beholden to anyone. And, mm-hmm. you know, if I get, if I get to go to the little mermaid press junket that they had a couple weeks ago, you know, they want, they don't want there to be a situation where I'm going to say something nice because I got to go to L.A. and hang out at Beverly Hills and got per diem and all that stuff. So kind of disappointing from that regard. But it makes sense, though. Yeah, yeah. it makes a lot of sense. <clears throat> Maybe I should start being more of a dick to our special guests. <laughs> <laughs> Not kiss their ass so much. <laughs> oh, man. So I, um, you know, I commented on your post because it looked like you were Maybe this is when you went to visit the studio in Celebration when you were in Walt Disney World, but it looked like you were there like right after Broke and I were. We could have even been there like in overlapping times. When were you there? Oh, gosh. It was um, the middle of April. Oh, I don't okay. Know, I Maybe don't it wasn't that close then. I, the, 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 the date is slipping from me. It was it's a month or so ago. Yeah, it was an interesting – it was an interesting trip. Um, my company bought me a, a brand – I shouldn't tell the story um, – uh, I, I got a brand new um, MacBook, and I was at one of the I was at the Disney Resort that we were staying at, and I had my Polar Pop, my QT cup, and wasn't paying attention and knocked it. I mean, two oh, week Lord. two week old brand new sixteen inch three thousand dollar MacBook covered it with water. Did it ruin it? And, no. Well, yeah, it, it was pretty much ruined. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was. But I, I went to, uh, I had to take like 
four hours out of my vacation work stay and go to a uh, an Orlando uh, Apple store. Oh no! And I played a performance worthy <laughs> of a of, of awards. I'm like, it just won't charge. The it just I don't know what happened. And then they're like, how long have you had this? I was like, two weeks. And um, guy goes over to his uh, uh, his manager and talks to him, and they come come right out and give me a brand new lac- uh, MacBook. Like I was wow. I was there for less than a half hour. I know that's not a very interesting story, but it was it Bullshit. was it was an interesting. I mean, trip. It's hard. To, yeah, most people, man, bravo! That had to have been quite a uh, set you put on there. Oh well, and talking to the guy, you know, he's like taking all the notes. He goes, "What are you? Are you here visiting?" I was like, uh, "Yeah, I work for Disney." Ooh, really? Tell me about it. So I got to be very chummy with him. Uh, <laughs> that, that that helped my ability to uh, get out of the store with uh, facing no responsibility. <laughs> nice. Oh my god! Yeah, throwing your Disney weight around—that's <laughs> that's pretty cool, though, man. All this is really cool. What a cool job, and how perfectly suited for you. Mm-hmm. Congratulations to you, Brian. This is amazing. Thank you. Can I, um, do we have time to share one, one more little thing? Of course. Go right ahead, man. So the last time I talked to you guys, I was talking to you about the fact that, um, coming soon was, uh, my movie planet, uh, 20th anniversary. Right. Uh, my, my little franchise. And I'd come up with a plan of something that I wanted to do that was, was kind of special. And plan sort of fell short because the place that I wanted it to happen at ended up closing. I, I'd set up, um, I was going to do a special screening of a 20-minute documentary that I'm making about Movie Planet's 20 years. And I've been hard at work on it, and I, and I was going to show it at a very special place. And then they closed. And I was just, I was, I was crushed. Um, but three months later, uh, this local movie, uh, sort of retro cinema art house group, bought this theater and reopened it. They just opened it up a couple days ago. I went and saw Star Wars there. But this and so so everything's back on. This November, I'm going to be showing this 20-minute documentary followed by Jaws, the movie. And the theater where we're showing it is called the Terra. And it is the very theater where I saw Robin Hood 50 oh years ago. Oh my god. That's Are you awesome. serious? <laughs> Full circle. Yeah. That was in Atlanta, you said, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. <sighs> wow. When, when I was thinking about doing this, I thought, you know, I, you know what? I've, I've worked really hard. I spent 20 years. I, I'm, there's nothing wrong with me celebrating this. And, and I'm no. a video editor. I'm going to make a little documentary and tell my story. And I started thinking about where am I going to show this? And, I, and, I, and it occurred to me, I was like, I wonder if... I didn't even know what that movie theater was called. I remember, I could, I remember, I could picture it. I don't, even, I don't even know what it's called. So I got onto the Atlanta Journal Constitution Historical Newspaper Archive, and Robin Hood only played at one theater back in 1973, and it was this place called the Terra. And I get online and I look it up; it's still open. And I drove over there, and for the first time in like 50 years, I walked into that building, and once again. Blew my mind. It was wow. it was pretty amazing. So awesome. I'm really excited about November. Does it still look the same at all? Or it does. Um, yeah, with the red seats, the red uh, the the red carpet, the red uh, uh, drapes on the walls. Wow. It's remarkably similar to how I remember it because you know when when you're five years old, what you what you think you remember versus what actually was don't always <laughs> oh, yeah, link right, up. Yeah. <laughs> but it was it was the same place. It was pretty cool. That's awesome. That is incredible, man. How that all comes full circle, too. You know, like, yeah. Damn. I want to see this uh, documentary, too, you're putting together. So, after it's been in the theater, are you going to put it out for the uh, public to see or? Yep. Yep. It'll go on Facebook. Um, I actually hired a, a, because I don't want to have copyright issues, I can show clips with no problem. But the music that I want to use is going to get it thrown off Facebook and YouTube. So, Mm -hmm. I, I hired a composer. Who is right now scoring this twenty-minute documentary for me? That's, That's awesome. sweet. <laughs> That's sweet, though. You'll have original music, yeah. yeah. Full orchestra, right? I mean, you're you're going 
and it gets lonely on the road. So be sure to listen to the Candare podcast. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe! Real quick, did you guys like my inscription to you in the book that I sent? Yes, uh, but I uh, I can't remember it right off the top yeah. of my head, but it has something I, to do about Pornhub, right? I was like, to my friends at Pornhub, I hope reading this gives you guys a happy ending. Ha, ha, <laughs> That's right, yes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, when I first read it, like it went right over my head. I was like, oh, he sent this to the wrong person. <laughs> <laughs> This has been a Canned Air production. Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotus, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, Yeah. right? And, yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? (laughs) The Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Tripodis. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.